When a relationship ends, the mind seeks to close the story and fill in any gaps before moving on. This is known as closure. In today's episode, we will be exploring this topic of closure. You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. We're your hosts, Erin Beadle and Belinda Fleming. Thank you for tuning in today to another episode of Midlife State of Mind podcast. You may have noticed that I sound stuffy. Thank you, allergic rhinitis. I found out I'm allergic to ragweed this season, but as they say in the business, the show must go on, right, Belinda? <laughs> exactly. Like Belinda said, we thank you guys for tuning in each week. And if any of our episode topics have resonated with you or anything that we've shared, we would be so appreciative of you taking the time to leave us a five-star rating and a written review. It really helps us grow in the podcast algorithm, which just means that we reach more listeners so we can grow our Midlife State of Mind podcast community. Today's episode is going to be about closure and how it looks different for everyone depending on the relationship and depending on the circumstances surrounding the relationship. We may all have times in our life that we were able to work through healthy closure and sometimes we may really struggle and sometimes we get stuck in a holding pattern too. Today we're going to talk about a lot of different aspects surrounding this whole concept of finding closure. Yeah and we make closure in anything from romantic relationships to friendships. It's not always just an ex-partner that we're going to be talking about. Closure really is when you have a sense of understanding, peace, and accepted finality of a relationship, whether it's ended because of loss, rejection, or just growing apart. And I mean, we've all had times where we've had some relationship that has ended, right? It doesn't always have to even be a big breakup, but just a relationship that's ended. And you've often wondered, I wonder why sometimes have you ever had those lingering questions? You can even look at it from this perspective of we have business relationships that come to an end too, and how we navigate closure with that moving forward with our life. That's also something that somebody might see as a reason to focus on, hey, what are the steps of a healthy closure. Today's episode is really in a broad spectrum of closure. Well, and I think that it's important to look at signs that you maybe haven't gotten closure from a relationship. I know that it, it could look something like when you can't stop thinking about the relationship and you're just entangled energetically, mentally, and emotionally still in that relationship and you just play over and over, what went wrong? Why aren't we friends anymore? Or why did we break up? Or why did, why are they not using me for business anymore? And you play all these scenarios in your head and you really can't understand what happened. You feel like this has been something that came out of the blue maybe or something that you can't really wrap your head around. Well, I do think spending time trying to make sense of it is important, like that reflection period. But I also think that the more you lean into a negative belief or a negative narrative, you actually are not in that healthy space. Right. When you're hanging on to anger or resentment or if you're questioning your own self-worth, then it does lead you down a path 
path of that rumination mm-hmm. and you start overanalyzing everything. And then oftentimes, I think, depending on your self-talk, you may blame yourself completely. And it takes two people in every relationship, whether it's a friendship or a romantic partnership or even a business relationship. Dr. Todd Gaffney is a clinical psychologist and professor. And he states that when a close relationship ends, it's natural to experience grief and sadness. It really is a universal part of everyone's life experience. So however a breakdown in the framework of the closure happens, there is this element of grieving that happens. There is an element of sadness. And those are normal human emotions that we all experience. Well, I think one of the reasons why closure, for me, it's very important. I love closure. And I think humans in general like closure. And I think the reason is because we're natural storytellers and everything that we have has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And when you have no ending, it's kind of like, has it ended? Has it not? What's going on? And so we'll often fill in the gaps of that story and maybe we'll edit it or we'll try to make sense of it and incorporate it into the breakdown of the relationship when we don't really have firm answers. And so we we will try to fill in the blanks to make it. We want closure. I think closure is, wanting closure is a natural human desire. I agree wholeheartedly and emotional closure actually refers to this process of coming to terms with and finding a resolution with the past experience with the relationship and whatever was involved in the situation so that we can honor it with either that it was a learning experience, that there was an opportunity for growth or that we practice forgiveness. There's so many ways that you can look at it and decide, okay, I'm seeking closure here and what narrative are you giving to it? Because everybody's experience is different. But what I like about this idea of discussing it today in our episode is that we want to keep moving forward and we want to do it in a way that gives us a sense of peace and understanding towards ourselves and our part in the relationship and also the other party. There was a study at Lindenwood University and it's really interesting because when people don't get closure following the ending of a relationship, they have declines in well-being. They've done studies on immunity and that kind of thing. And it's because of that uncertainty of why the breakup occurred. I mean, you know, I think back to being a teenager and, you know, my first real boyfriend, he would break up with me numerous times back and forth, back and forth for no real reason. He never would give me a reason or he basically ghost me but that was before the term of ghosting and oh my gosh broken heart crying like why doesn't he love me you know And it's really, you know, now, of course, I can look back on it with a certain fondness. But Mm -hmm. because I remember my mom saying to me, you know, you'll get over it. And I was like, I'll never get over this. (laughs) I was, you know, 14 and I thought my whole world was going to end. I just know very early, you know, and we've all had that feeling at 14 of wondering why, what's wrong? Because he never gave me that answer. And this is before cell phones and you could text and all that. You know, this is in the old days. If anybody young is listening as my kid would say. This is back when you used to have to call people on a telephone and memorize their phone number. And I still I, remember my phone number from growing up. I do too. Mine was 925-3303. <laughs> I know during that time, and we can all probably think of a time where we haven't had closure in some type of relationship, just how you have to go through almost the stages of grief. It's so heartbreaking and you don't understand and you're left with this uncertainty. And it's like, what do you do with all those big feelings? 
I do have some ways that when somebody can't give you closure, how you can get your own, how closure. you can get closure, because sometimes you're not going to get closure. That's the number one thing that you have to know. Some people are not emotionally mature enough or capable to give you closure. We've talked about having the hard conversations, right? And well, I do think that acceptance that you may not get closure from someone else is probably the hardest part of what we're talking about today. Of course, because we want to like, tell me why I want to know, right? And no matter what that person tells you, you still have to come to this place of acceptance that the relationship has ended. And sometimes when a relationship ends and they're unwilling to give you an answer or answer your questions outright, then the reality is that the person is kind of holding, you're in a holding pattern. Well, they're holding you hostage too. And it's like an emotional hostage because they won't or can't give you closure. And it's like, why do you want to give somebody that much power? And then you can't hold your own self hostage. So I think it comes back to your own personal self. You have to, at that point, decide they, to release yourself. Yeah, they don't hold the power. You do. It's very radical to let go of a relationship even without them giving you an explanation that you think is reasonable. And maybe they're choosing not to give you an explanation because there is not anything that you would agree to that was reasonable because you're wanting this relationship so badly. So there are so many factors. I don't think the person that isn't giving you closure can be labeled the bad guy. Oh, I'm not saying they're the bad guy. They just may not be able to. They may have their own valid reasons and they are able to, but that's not how they're going to spend their efforts. Right. They've made a decision and they're moving forward. And so we personally, when we're the one that is wanting the closure and we're not getting it, we really, really have to sit with acceptance. Right. And acceptance is hard. Do you have a strategy for how you learn to handle that you're not going to receive? So I wish that I could tell you a magic formula. Here's how you can get acceptance. But it really is a practice. It's just that you have to just keep telling yourself, I accept that this relationship is over. I will not get closure. It's almost like if you had a mantra that you say to yourself that eventually it seeps into your subconscious and you will internalize it. Another thing, let's say you can work on acceptance through just telling yourself that this relationship has served its purpose. You know, there's that whole friends for a reason, friends for a season, friends for a lifetime. And that could be romantic friends or just platonic friends. But it's consider the larger picture. Sometimes I do this for when something is happening, when I think it's happening to me, Right. is I think about how large the world is. And I'm not saying I minimize my problems, but I... It does help you put it in perspective. Perspective. Mm-hmm. And then practicing compassion and empathy for the other person, which is hard to do when you're harboring this desire for closure. But if you try to say to yourself that this person is maybe functioning at the maximum that they can, and I need to practice compassion for them, it'll help you replace any anger or resentment that you may feel to them, which is just going to keep you in that negative spiral, right? And then engaging in forgiveness work for yourself. So not beating yourself up for being tied to closure. When you're engaging in forgiveness work, what are some strategies do you think that you could do to practice self-forgiveness? Oh, I think journaling, writing down your thoughts, even if you're angry, writing it out is very helpful. I believe meditation and prayer, sometimes really truly just getting down on your knees in a child's pose, in a prone position, there's this reverence to it that is very powerful and it also is very healing. I definitely agree that sometimes just surrendering. It's that whole surrendering, like surrender yourself to the floor. That's a surrender to the earth. Yeah. And that's the 
universe receiving you. Like it's all connected and it's really powerful. Everything to me comes back to oneness. Oneness with that there are beginnings, there are endings, and everything about our life experience is cyclic. And whenever one door closes, then we can always have that faith that another door is going to open. And when we practice forgiveness, self-forgiveness, forgiveness for others, only goodness can come of that. Well, I think once we start forgiving ourselves, it makes it so much easier to also forgive others. So when we practice self-compassion, it makes giving other people compassion and empathy just that much easier. I always have said that if you don't love yourself, it's hard for you to truly love someone because that has to be the first person that you practice all of the love, forgiveness, empathy. It all has to start within yourself. And you know what's interesting too is that when it might not feel like it at the time, but not getting what you thought you wanted or needed, sometimes down the road you can look back many times actually and see that everything was working for good in the big picture and be careful what you wish for, right? That saying because we don't know everything. We don't know at all times why things end when they do, why why we meet a new person when we do. You know, you can call it synchronistic. You can call it whatever, but the universe is unfolding for your good. That's what I always believe 100% when people say, why me? You know, I'm always like, well, why not me? I mean, I always thought that with any of the health issues that I faced and people are like, oh, you poor thing. And I'm like, why would I be immune to things that a lot of people are going to face? It's like keeping that perspective of the larger picture again. Again, over and over and keeping your own self-worth very high on the priority list because you matter and you are enough and just because a relationship is ending doesn't mean that you aren't enough. Right. It's not indicative of your self-worth because a lot of times it's that saying like it's me not you. You know when somebody breaks up it's not you it's me. It probably really is true. Well I think that it's real easy for us to get stuck in ruminating and, and going over and over and over trying to remember what took place and why did this happen and that's really a lot of wasted energy. Uh, just finding that place of acceptance and forgiveness is a better use of your energy, I think. To well, yeah. Sense. And then lastly, I think is seeking out support of supportive friends and family members and then not continuing to keep opening up old wounds. Mm-hmm. So don't reach out to the person that you're seeking closure from because you're just going to keep hitting a wall. It's like you're banging your head against a wall like, why? Tell me why. Why can't we work out? What's going on? And it's like, bang, bang, bang. How many times do you need to bang your head against the wall? and you just keep giving that person power over you. So you have to take your own power back. So find something, you know, we've talked about hobbies, getting yourself involved in something, seeking out support from your your tribe, and then just letting yourself just say, there's a reason that that didn't work out for me. And I can't understand it now, but I have to trust that it's all working for my good. Well, on that note, I would love to share a really lovely quote from Paulo Colho. He says, it is always important to know when something has reached its end. Closing circles, shutting doors, finishing chapters. It doesn't matter what we call it. What matters is to leave in the past those moments in life that are over. And if you listen to what's on our nightstand when we did our book review of some of our favorite books, my favorite book was The Alchemist by Paula Cola. We appreciate you guys tuning in as always, and we can't wait to see you next week. Bye now. Bye. This has been an E-Squared production.